0: This is Superior Sports Talk with Reggie Wilson and Luke Inman, part of Locked On Sports, Minnesota. And it starts
1: now. Back in the lab, Reggie and Luke back at it. Another episode, Superior Sports Talk presented by Locked On Sports, Minnesota. Oh, my God. He's alive. The man, the myth, the legend, Kara Levin's very own Reggie Wilson making his long-awaited return. I trust you're rested up, feeling fresh, ready to go.
0: I'm feeling something. That's for <laughs> sure. I'm feeling something.
1: Those are yeah. words. Yeah, maybe yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. something. But it's, I mean, it's
0: training camp week, baby.
1: Yeah, lots to break down today. You mentioned it. Vikings training camp, digging into some burning questions that must be answered. Plus, Taco little Twins baseball, recapping their draft, and later, I'm putting Reggie back on the hot seat with what does it mean? All coming up on Superior Sports Talk. Remember, follow along on the Locked On Minnesota YouTube channel. Hit that subscribe button and on Twitter, smash that follow button at Locked All right, to football we go. 49 days until week one of the NFL season kicks off. That means training camp. It's a full go, officially underway for all 32 NFL teams And I've got five burning questions that need answering today, Reg. Let's start with the biggest position battle at camp. A lot of good ones to choose from.
0: Who you got? Oh, position battles. I think probably the biggest one to really talk about is cornerback because... That's a good one. They got some depth there, but just kind of want to see how it shakes out. The Vikings have now signed Booth Jr. All their draft picks are in. But, you know, we've talked about Shandon Sullivan coming over. Mm -hmm. You got P2 back. You got Booth Jr. coming in. Just
1: a lot of bodies back here. Yeah, Yeah,
0: just a lot of guys that you're like, okay, how is this going to fit? Who's going to, you know, get the assignments? And so I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how that kind of shakes out in camp.
1: Yeah, it's hard not to say the safety battle for me. We've talked about Mm -hmm. that so much in depth over blue in the face. Lewis seen Cam Bynum. Bynum was my pick to be Mm -hmm. a breakout player in year two after the glimpses we saw of him last year, but like we always say, you don't draft a dude in the first round and not find a way to get him on the field. So it's a three safety looks, letting scene start slow and baby his way in there. Camp will tell us a lot by the time it's all said and done, but... I think right guard is more important because mm. this is an interior line that needs to be good. Not just average or middling. They need to be better than what they've been for Kirk Cousins to have that clean pocket. And they didn't do enough to make anyone really confident this offseason. Not yet, anyways. Jesse Davis, I think, is going to be the starter right out the gate from what we saw at OTAs. But I think Ed Ingram going to get every opportunity and chance to take that job over these next three weeks, plug him in as the starter for the next five years, they hope. And where's Wyatt Davis? I just can't give up on that guy yet. Remington award winner in the Big Ten two years ago. If he doesn't make some noise, at least show some sort of improvement from last year to now, I'm not going to lie. I'm just going to be a little disappointed as a third-round pick. So a lot of moving pieces, a lot of names, a lot of questions still need to be answered. Right guard, though, awfully important when it comes to biggest position battles. Next one up, which player has the most to prove? Who you got?
0: Man, okay, so this is an interesting one for me because I feel like you can go two different players for me anyway. Mm -hmm. And, okay, so if I did 1A, 1B... There you go, yep. My 1A would be Kirk Cousins. Ooh, there you go. Yeah, my 1B would be Irv Smith Jr. Love it. So, Kirk, look, this team has largely underachieved since Kirk Cousins has been the quarterback. There have been... Multiple talented teams since he's taken the reins at QB1. But they don't have very much uh, playoff success to show for it. New offense going to tailor it to Cousins' strengths and and really try to get the best out of Kirk Cousins, push him to be better than he's been, Um, which he's been a good, solid quarterback, but, like, he needs to take the team to that next level. He needs to take his game to that next level for this team to really get to where they think that they should be and really to get to where – We all think that they should be because of the talent that they've assembled on this team. If everyone's healthy, like you're looking at quarterback play to elevate this team to get them to that next level because they have all the guys in place to be the team that you think that they should be. When it comes to the tight end battle, you know, we saw Rudolph has now gone to Tampa. So that's out man, it's Irv's job to really just take the reins and and run with it because he's the most talented. He's the most experienced guy that they have there. And, you know, Kirk loves to throw to the tight ends, as we've seen over the last several years. Uh, Last year, Tyler Conklin got a lot of targets, got a lot of usage, and he was productive in this offense. And now you got Irv coming back off the knee injury that sidelined him for all of last season. And it's go time. Like, he has to prove that he's tight end one in this offense. And if he does, this offense is going to be even more scary than I think people already think it's going to be.
1: Love that you brought up Kirk Cousins. Put him on the hot seat a little bit. Why not? I think we give him a free pass a little bit. But back to Irv Smith, he was so good at Alabama coming out. He was just mm-hmm. electric. And we've seen flashes of it but dude just needs to stay healthy and get on the field for 16, 17 games under this new Kevin O'Connell offense. Garrett Bradbury, probably an easy answer. 31st-ranked center last year out of 32. Mm-hmm. That ain't going to cut it. If he's not improved this whole KOC offensive explosion, it may be dead before it even starts. But I'll give you another O-lineman, Christian Derrissaw. And I know mm-hmm. he had the injury last year, so he's he gets a free pass. But no excuses this time around. You were drafted in the first round for a reason Mm -hmm. and you play arguably the most important and valuable position on the entire offensive line. Darisaw was drafted to be the left tackle for hopefully the next, you know, seven, eight years. He's Mm -hmm. got his rookie lumps out of the way. He needs to show that he's much more comfortable and knows what he's doing. Looks the part of a true NFL left tackle right out the gate at camp. And from what I saw last season, when healthy, I think he can, but you still need to go out there on the field and prove it. That's what I'm looking forward to next one up biggest question that needs to be answered at Viking training camp what do you
0: got biggest question hmm I think it's how this offensive line stacks up yeah yeah honestly mm-hmm. you know this is one of the position um, well one of the units I should say that you know Kevin O'Connell said he was most looking forward to taking over this offense for and they still got some parts that you're just like huh eh, you know, and you mentioned Jesse Davis, and I'm just like, well, like, I thought we were talking about some of the other guys. Like, mm-hmm. where did he come from now? You right. know, and so I think there's a lot of question marks when it comes to that interior of that line, for sure. Because, you know, you got the bookends with Derisaw, with O'Neal on each side at the tackle spot. But then, you know, Bradbury is is pretty much your starter there. But then when you look at left guard, right guard, you're like, uh, who we got? What we doing here? And I think that's going to be an interesting uh, battle that we're going to see in training camp play out. And I think it's actually going to be healthy for this team because it's like may the best man win. And if the best man, you know, proves himself, I think that's going to be the best unit in front of Kirk to keep him protected and to open up lanes for uh, Dalvin and Madison.
1: Yeah, no, that's a great one, of course. Everyone wants to know what these two new coaches' game plans are going to look like. KOC's designs, what are they going to be? What's Ed Donatel's wrinkles and, mm-hmm. you know, little new sub packages that we haven't seen under Mike Zimmer? Mm-hmm. I'm going to take it a step further. I need to know how fast they can hit the ground running like can they get acclimated and get their installs in quickly and start out fast out the gate it mm. only makes sense that the further they get through the season the more comfortable these players are with the playbook sure but if you're two and six by mid-season it ain't gonna matter so right there's certainly a little grace period here and patience will need to be had by all for sure but there's high expectations from the Wilfs to succeed in year one. This was gonna no oh, yeah. rebuild. We know that. So can these coaches hit the ground running and create a smooth transition from the last eight years we had with Zimmer? to Mm -hmm. this completely new philosophy and in-game mindset. That's what I need to see answered. And I think we can start to glean a little bit of it by the end of training camp. Tough to see right away during the early installs portions, but by the end of camp, when they're running a lot more sevens, a lot more 11-on-11s, two-minute drills, things like that, we Mm -hmm. might be able to get a little bit more info. Lord knows KOC is getting paid enough money to be successful right (laughs) away, but everyone else... There's Dave, tight on cash. Dave is a banking app that can help you get $500 instantly. Download the Dave app, that's D-A-V-E. Sign up for an extra cash account and get $500 instantly. Terms and conditions, go to dave.com legal. Instant transfer fees apply, member FDIC. All right, back to biggest burning questions. Two more left. Let's switch to a fantasy question here. What's the biggest fantasy relevant battle taking place inside this offense right now, in your opinion?
0: Fantasy relevant battle. I think if you're going to go there, you got to go wide receiver. Mm -hmm. And it's really not a whole like battle, if you will, because, you know, at the top, you got Thielen, Jefferson. Those two are pretty much cemented as wide receivers one and two. And then you got KJ Osborne at three. I think that's gonna be the interesting part in this because you may see a productive wide receiver four in this offense. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, well, who steps up and is that guy, you know, a guy that you can maybe put as a flex on any given week and and just kind of see what happens. Is it, you know, Naylor? Is it Johnson? You know, um, I saw Pro was put on the pup. Like, but is Mm -hmm. it, is it going to be him? Is it, you know, like, is it Albert Wilson? You know, you just don't know. Um, I think that's going to be interesting to see uh, the battle for wide receiver four, because look, I think KJ Osborne did enough last season to cement himself as number three. And I think he's going to take it even more up a notch, up a level next season as wide receiver three. And I think, you know, the Vikings are probably going to have three guys that, are going to be 1,000-yard receivers. And what if they end up having three guys that have double-digit touchdowns? Like, that would be amazing. And if you're talking about a fantasy standpoint, like, you're drafting Thielen, you're drafting Jefferson and Osborne Mm -hmm. to to make an impact with how you think this offense is going to be productive. And that is scary when you think about it from just – G- coming from a non fantasy perspective right. to just an on the field <laughs> reality, you're just like, oh shoot, like this is gonna be exciting. Get the popcorn ready.
1: Yeah, when KOC was hired, we all looked to the Rams offense and we're like, okay, mm-hmm. I think they're gonna run a lot of eleven personnel, but you just never know for sure. Like, uh, right, well, you know, he's not McVeigh; he's his own guy. Sure right, he'll take some a little bit from this playbook, a little bit. But KJ Osborne was interviewed over the last week, and I saw a little snippet, and he goes, "No, we're running a lot of." Eleven personnel. So I'm excited. Mm. So just to hear KJ Osborne say that there's going to be a lot of three wide receiver looks, if not even four and five wide receiver looks, Jeez. certainly gets you a little bit excited. I'll tell you what, if you've ever played fanny football, you know, if you spend big money on a running back like Dalvin Cook, you mm. need to go out and get their handcuff, aka the backup. Well, I'm not so sure Alexander Madison is the clear cut number two guy. Excuse After me. What
0: we Really?
1: Yeah, yeah. Hey, after what we saw from Kene Nwangu, I'm sold. I'm telling you, this is bold prediction, Reggie. I'm sold All that right. this offense will at least see some sprinkles of him throughout the year and in specific games in different roles. Maybe third down back, maybe split out wide, involved in the passing game. But I think the backup job behind Alvin is a lot closer than, I want to admit, because I'm a huge fan of Alexander Madison and what he's done here, okay. and I think they both right. bring a different, unique skill set to the table. Madison, more of your bruiser, goal line back. You want a guy in fantasy that's going to get those goal line touches, so that's huge. But I'll be watching closely how this backup job plays out during camp, especially when it comes to the fantasy strategy on mm-hmm. draft day. All right, last one, burning questions from Vikings training camp. Give me one bold prediction. When you go to beat ups, right, Buffalo Wild Wings, where are you at on the the spice level: You Caribbean jerk, spicy garlic, Asian zing, yeah, honey barbecue kind of guy. Where you at?
0: I'm a Caribbean jerk, ah, that's, but that's but I'm more at. more so than anything, I'm an Asian zing and barbecue guy. Like those are my those are my go to. Those are if I the go there, too. I I need my zing. Mm-hmm. I need my bbq. Mm-hmm. Those are my wangs. Like I need those. Like just put them up six a piece at least at least put them to the side. Put them up for me. That's that's what I like right your there. you actually making your me hungry. Ranch right or now. blue cheese guy? Ranch, man. Blue cheese is never mind. <laughs> start this. We'll
1: save that for another. All right, give me your Asian Zing type heat level <laughs> take right here. Give me your Asian Zing Caribbean Jerk type of take right here for a bold prediction headed into training camp.
0: And this is for camp or is this for the season?
1: Well, you know, I it can be started out in camp, but if it leads into the season, certainly that'll make sense too. Just give me what you got. If it's bold, I'll take it.
0: If it's bold, okay. I think Sean is going to win that starting spot Ooh, at the other safety spot. Yeah. Early
1: and often, huh?
0: Yeah. How I like about that. that? How about I like that? that. I, and, I, and I really like Cam Bynum, you know. Mm-hmm. And honestly. This really doesn't matter what I'm saying right now. Let's be honest. Well, first of we got to go out man. there and see I, it. I mean, But, yeah, yeah Lewis Seen, they drafted him for a reason. I was um, watching. Uh, I still keep up with uh, Cincinnati a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. that was my last market. And so, you know, Jesse Bates is not reporting to going
1: with Jesse Bates, training man? camp because yeah.
0: they, they didn't come to a deal before that that tag deadline. And he's like, I don't want to sign that. Uh-uh, we're not doing that. And so they drafted Dax Hill to kind of be like the heir apparent to Jesse. And they were like, look, if Jesse's not going to be there, then Dax has a chance to go out and win that job. And it's like, well, when you draft a guy in the first round, that's kind of where you see him performing. And so I think, you know, as good as Cam Bynum did in relief last year and the, the step forward that you expected him to take, you took scene because you really liked what he did in that defense uh, at Georgia. He was very heady, also very athletic, also just seemed to have a, a good like mastery of his position and his role. And I think that's something that is probably going to only get stronger as camp goes on, and I don't see how they don't give him the job.
1: Here's my spicy take. I got, right. as well, a rookie starting at a specific position, different side of the ball. Ed Ingram mm. is your starting right guard by the time camp closes and remains there for the next 10 Years. 10 they love him. years. Reggie, listen, think about it. They love him. Drafting a guard in the second <laughs> round is about as strong of a sign that you love a guy as you can go a guard second round a guard they love him and they brought in vets like Davis and Chris Reed to start out OTAs and let him get his contract signed he just signed that a couple days ago let him get acclimated but they won't waste much more time they're going to force feed him this job it's his to lose he's going to earn it he's going to win it and stay there for the foreseeable future while he plays out the four-year rookie deal. This front office, who drafted him, re-signs him. They're still going to be around. Quasey's going to be in year four. That's his baby, one of his first draft picks ever. Signs him to a long-term deal. This guy mm-hmm. ends up being your starting right guard for the next decade. That's my bold prediction. Caribbean That's really jerk bold. Guy. Yeah, Caribbean okay. jerk Asian Zing. I'm with you, man. I'm on the same page. Plenty of heat but still <laughs> enough flavor to enjoy yourself. Like These people do the blazing. And the wild.
0: Why do you the want to fight spice? your food?
1: I, I can't do it, man. Don't I, fight it. I'm not even enjoying myself. Dude. Don't I paid fight money it. for that? What's the all taste right. like? I, there's no taste to it, man. All right. There you go. Five burning questions. Get some healthy debate going. We want to hear from you. Go comment on the YouTube channel. Let us know what you think. 49 days until week one of the NFL season. Vikings training camp officially underway. Rest assured, Reggie, myself, Sam, Ron, we all got you covered every step of the way every day on the Locked On Minnesota Sports Network. All right, to baseball we go. I don't know how much of this you caught. Twins enjoyed their all-star break and came back with some juice, sweeping the Tigers in their first two games back. Eight to four victory Saturday, nine to one win Sunday. Twins leaned on those top two starting pitchers. They looked fresh. Mm. Joe Ryan, Sonny Gray, both getting victories after strong outings. Even with Buxton out, Twins managed to put up 17 runs in two games thanks to that bottom-of-the-order contributed Mm. in a big way. Miranda feels like he's hitting, like, 6.30 right now. He's insane. (laughs) He had four ribbies in the series. And the eight and nine hitters, Rochelle and Sanchez, both had three ribbies. I asked Sam this yesterday, but I want your quick take here, Reg. Better sign for things to come in this second half. Twins being able to lean on those starting pitching studs again. Or the bottom of the order being able to be so productive and take some pressure off the rest of the lineup.
0: All right, look, I'm canceling that second one just because, like, they're going to be there and we've seen it from them before Mm -hmm. with that bottom of that lineup. You know, some nights they're not going to be there, you know, other nights they're going to show up and do what they need to do. Like we've seen it. It's all good. It's all good. The pitching is the biggest deal to me because if Sonny gets into like his, his rhythm, And is that dominant guy that we've seen at stretches in his career. And then Ryan wakes up and he's just like, you know what? I'm going to be the ace the rest of the season. Come on, get on my back. We're riding this out. I think that is the scariest part of this whole thing, because like the biggest part of this whole Twins season even coming in was do they have enough pitching? Do they have enough? They traded for Chris Paddock tore the elbow up dang dang we were already <laughs> skating on thin ice dang now what you Now want. we losing for a year dang dang and so then you know you get guys that you don't even expect to be dudes like Devin Smelter coming up you know you can get a quality start from Dylan Bundy every now and again like you you got some guys that that come up you know Archer you know if they if they ever pitch them past five innings it's a miracle but you know he's going to give you usually five quality innings as well and you're like okay like if if we can get just a little bit of good from the the other three guys but if we can ride like every time we know putting ryan out there putting sunny out there you're like okay we're gonna get it from them like they're going to lead us, they're going to anchor us. That is scary. That is scary, Mr. Luke underscore Spinman, because <laughs> that's going to be something that the team can ride to and and that's going to be something that gives even the bats a jolt. You know, if Buxton can't, you know, be out there all the time because he's got the knee thing going on, and you got the bottom of that lineup doing their thing, not maybe from a game to game basis, but doing it on a consistent enough basis that it's affecting the wins and losses of these games. That is a recipe for success, man. Because now you're talking about, you know, every fifth, sixth day, like, you're just getting a dominant pitching performance, like... That's huge. That's That's great. That's
1: huge. I don't want to switch gears on you. You made a lot of good points, but I, I just pulled this up. It's not necessarily breaking news, hot off the press, but within the last couple hours... I don't know if you saw this. Aaron Gleeman from The Athletic reported, Miguel Sano is officially activated from mm-hmm. the 60-day injured list. Yeah, And Sano needed to be activated Monday to avoid an extension of his rehab assignment. The team made the move official Monday evening, so I guess it happened late last night. He was batting .093 93 with a home run, three RBIs, and one stolen base. Where did this one stolen base come from? Through 17 games before undergoing surgery in mid-May to report a torn meniscus in the left knee. Unclear as the type of role Sano will play on the active roster. What do you think this means here? I mean, he started to heat up a little bit down in the minors, but any type of hope left that we could see the old Miguel Sano in the second half of the twin season?
0: I have no idea. You know what's kind of crazy about this whole thing was like, I think... He had been gone for so long, like three months is a very long time to be out. And Mm -hmm. the team wasn't necessarily hoping and praying and wishing that he was coming back like they were doing well without him. And so now you're like, look, you know, I think it's cool that maybe you try to define his role right at the start. I think this is a good time and a good place for him to come back just because like they haven't necessarily got into too much of a rhythm after the all-star break only played a couple games and now it's like okay let's see how we can fit him in what i think is going to be interesting with this whole thing is maybe we see a platoon Mm -hmm. at dh maybe we see a platoon at first base Like, I don't know, but it's like some of these guys, like Miranda, like he's hitting so well right now. It's like, man, don't mess with that You can't bench Miranda,
1: so I don't Don't know what you're going to do with him. Is it just a DH? DH? Yeah,
0: yeah, but I think like every third or fourth day or something, you just find a way to get him into the lineup. But then you're talking about, well, you know, messing with his rhythm. Like, is he going to be a guy that you know, you really can count on if you're only playing him ever so often, especially when you're talking about, you know, he needs to get into a rhythm because he strikes out a lot. And you're going to put a guy who strikes out a lot into the lineup ever so often, like, I don't think that's a good recipe for success. And now you're at a place where you're like, okay, like, he's healthy, he's ready to go. But like, what do we do? You know, I was talking to one of my guys in the sports department yesterday, and I'm just like, do you get anything from him or for him? And is there any like,
1: value at all? I asked him yeah. extra from that. He goes, you could throw him in a package, but not enough to really move the needle much. I mean, the value is just not there.
0: And that part is what stinks for a guy that has been part of your organization for a long time. And at one point was an integral part Mm -hmm. of this organization. And now you're talking about getting them for a bucket of bubble gum. And I just, I don't know if that's like, how did we get here? You know,
1: yeah, three, four years ago, it was Miguel Sano and Byron Buxton will be the faces of the franchise for the next decade. And he was such a household name, such a big name, up and comer, a lot of value tied to that name. Never too late to put some dough on the Twins to win the World Series, though. 50 to 1 odds right now at mm. Caesars Palace. That's wild value. Bet Online, your number one source for all your betting needs. Stats, news, and info. Bet Online makes betting easy. Go to betonline.net today to learn more. That's betonline.net. Net where the game starts twins 2-0 to start the second half now coming off a day of rest before five more road games in a row today's test starts in Milwaukee first pitch 7 10 p.m Dylan Bundy on the mound rest assured Reggie and I got you covered tomorrow to break it all down all right time has come favorite segments here I'm putting Reggie back on the hot seat today covering all the latest hot topics in Minnesota sports first up The NFL season is officially underway with all 32 teams reporting for camp today with so many storylines and dramatics around this offseason. What does it mean when predicting a bold move or decision or a player that will transpire by the time camp concludes? Give me some sort of bold prediction, not for the Vikes or just the NFC North, but any team around the league in the NFL.
0: You know what sucks? And I hate to say this Uh because I'm usually a very positive person. Uh Uh-oh. But inevitably, it always happens, man. In camp, somebody, somebody someone, gets yeah. hurt. Oh, you know? you're right. Yeah. It sucks, man. It sucks. It sucks so bad. Ugh. But somebody is going to get their time to shine. And I think we're going to see some more QB movement. I think you know because something usually always goes down to where now all of a sudden you're like dang like remember when when Teddy two gloves went down and then all of a sudden the, the Vikings yeah the Vikings have to make a bold move and so they trade the farm well, not really the farm but first they trade third,
1: first and a four they, they trade some really
0: good assets for Sam Bradford to right. to lead the the ship because they're just like look man we invested way too much in this season. Like, we got to win. We want to win now. Like, we need a quarterback in here that's competent. And so I think that's going to be something that is going to be a a tough one to watch. Like,. The quarterback position is not one that you expect, like, oh, man, like somebody's going to go down as much as you do some of the other skill positions. No, they got
1: the red jersey on. You can't touch them. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Yeah. But I think what we are going to see play out with the quarterback position is maybe someone is not as efficient as maybe we thought.
1: Mm, you know,
0: maybe something yeah. something goes down. Like, you know, we're still looking at Jimmy G. I think yesterday Shanahan said we, this team believes that they can win with Trey Lance. Mm-hmm. And just like okay, well, what does that mean for Jimmy Garoppolo? Okay, what's what's going on here? And so you know, looking at what teams got for Baker Mayfield, you know, looking at at what teams have gotten for
1: Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz,
0: Matt fourth. Ryan, yep. you know, yep. some of these some of these trades that have gone down. Like I'm just not sure what the Forty ers are expecting from you know this trade or a trade for Jimmy G. You know, I don't know that the Seahawks are all that confident that their quarterback is competent enough, but I can't see them trading Jimmy G in the division. You know, like I I just I'm not really sure where we're going to see Jimmy G go when it's all said and done. But, you know, maybe you look at a team like the Dolphins, you know, like there's a lot of pressure on uh, Tua and if anything happens, you know they have a head coach who was just over there
1: mm-hmm.
0: with the 49ers and knows a lot about Jimmy G and maybe you know he can plug him into that offense and maybe they can they can get it going a little bit but I'm just I'm interested to see like what player or more goes down it sucks to say, but it always happens man because you know they've been training. But they haven't been doing this type of football-like activity Mm -hmm. for a while, and then you ramp it up, and then all of a sudden that's when a knee goes out. That's when an Achilles goes out. And you're just like, no, you don't want to see it. But I'm just interested to see, like, what happens. You know, I'm interested to see what happens with Debo. You know, the the 49ers believe that a deal can get done, Mm -hmm. but he seems to be done with them. I don't know, but he's still reporting. Like, I don't – this is the most – interesting as the world turns that we've seen in a while like the Patriots are are going without an offensive coordinator this season how the heck are you going to do that with the second year quarterback like there are so many different like camp storylines that I'm excited to see play out I'm just I don't know it's, it's training we've been without football for a while and it's just like, it's like Christmas, Luke.
1: Christmas in July. I love it. A uh, lot of good points. There's a lot of guys that haven't showed up yet either. You mentioned mm-hmm. Debo. Jesse Bates was brought up early in the show. How about that in the NFC North? Roquan Smith. Remember wow. when ESPN, we went through the top 10 linebacker rankings? Roquan Smith's the top 10 linebacker. Hands down, no question. He hasn't shown up to camp. Doesn't sound like he's going Mm. to either until he gets a new deal. He doesn't want to play for this crappy Bears team right now. And back to the quarterbacks, you're right, man. My bold prediction was going to be that Jimmy G has to get cut unless somebody goes down, which certainly could happen. Trent Green went down in the preseason. Enter Kurt Warner. Goes on a magical Hall of Fame run, Super Bowl run. You never know. But it does happen. You're right. But foreseeing some sort of injury. Let's just say Mm -hmm. we can't predict that. I think the Niners have to cut Jimmy G because they Mm. gotta pay him $25 million to Mm. sit on the bench. Now, great problem to have if you can afford it to at least have a backup plan in case Trey Lance starts out slow or sluggish or gets dinged up, still got Jimmy G in the wings, but. $25 $25 million, man. They might just have to cut ties with him, which is brutal when it comes to just getting your value out of your roster and players. You should have been able to get a second or a third-round pick for him at some point, but I think you waited too long, and the standoff's done. If he gets cut, where do you think he goes? I mean, is Seattle the only team left at this point, really, to scoop a guy like Jimmy G up and actually come in and compete for a starting job? It's It feels like it right now unless an injury happens.
0: Yeah, like a Seattle, uh Miami, like I said, maybe Houston. They got Davis Mills down yeah, there, but maybe hey, if he's
1: D- Deshaun you know. Watson's gonna get suspended, right? I mean, how yeah. long though? Is it gonna be six games? It to me twelve games? Like Browns have a Super Bowl contending roster when healthy. If you lose Deshaun Watson for twelve games, let's say, don't you wanna bring in a competitive quarterback outside of Jacoby Brissett That yeah, the they signed Josh keep-
0: Rosen. That's that's oh
1: they, oh, they, they, oh they got they got Josh Rosen. Oh, okay. They're good. Yeah, don't worry all about right. it. Yeah, they're Don't good. worry about all it, right. buddy. Uh, Josh Rosen? Yeah, hey, you're good, yeah. man. No, we don't even need to play the games. We got Rosen. Yeah, that's yeah, all give good. Me a, give me a dub. Yeah, maybe, if, maybe if
0: uh, Carson Wentz struggles in Washington, um, you know, like he did in Indy, yep. maybe you think about it. I don't know, but it's. I think you kind of have to wait a little bit, mm-hmm. you know? I, I think... You know, the the Panthers ended up stacking quarterbacks like that, but I think they stacked the wrong ones.
1: So. Yeah, they might have. I
0: know. don't know. I think Jimmy G would have been an upgrade over any of those guys, Darnold, mm-hmm. uh, PJ, mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield. Like, I think he's an upgrade over any of those guys. But, you know, it's your funeral, you know. <laughs>
1: going to be fun to keep tabs on this training camp again officially kicked off and we're underway that's a wrap today back here tomorrow breaking down more twins Vikes plenty more remember like rate review subscribe to the YouTube channel join us every day for another episode covering all the biggest topics in Minnesota sports he's back he's Reggie Wilson follow him on Twitter at Reggie Wilson TV and on care 11 I'm Luke Inman on Twitter at Luke underscore spinman tune in tomorrow to Superior Sports Talk part of Locked On Sports Minnesota For Reggie, I'm Luke. Until tomorrow,
0: signing out. Be blessed. Spread love this week.
1: This is Superior Sports Talk with Reggie Wilson and Luke Inman, part of Locked On Sports Minnesota.